Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast show. This is your host, Danny Hampton, coming to you with another uh, message. I hope that you are doing well. I hope that uh, you're still trusting and believing God like I am, that God can step in and change your situation. And as I always tell you in every show, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. Uh, I want to let you know that uh, I want you to stay encouraged in this season, especially the COVID season, where we got so much going on. We got all kind of tension in the world. But I want to let you know that God is sitting high on the throne. And I hope that you had a blessed Sunday today. I hope that uh, God has spoken to you. I hope that you are in good spirits. But if you're not, I got a word for you that God loves you because that's what I know. And you're not alone. Even if you're in the house right now by yourself and there's no one to talk to but just yourself, you're not alone because God there. So you can have a conversation with God at any given point in time in your life. So I'm just very excited about today and about uh, just talking about the goodness of God. You know, uh, one of the things that people always want to know about God is God really merciful. Does God judge me where I'm at in my sin? Does God really love me like the word of God says? Uh, you know, one of the things in the Old Testament, one of the fantastic things about the Old Testament, you'll see that God is always reaching out to uh, people who are not a, a part of uh, the nation of Israel because he wants people to know that he loves them. And so that you can get a glimpse of God you know, you have to know that God loves all his creation. In other words, and God is willing to accept anybody who's willing to accept him and, and make that change. And uh, and I want you to know that. And, you know, so the title of this message, I know we was on a series of dealing with Moses, but today we're going to just take a little, a brief break and throw in this, this story. Is God really merciful? Does God, you know, is God really merciful? Does he really forgive? Does, or do you have to be perfect to, uh, for God to use you? And the answer to that, uh, all you have to do is just believe in God, have faith in God. You know, I'm, I'm on this challenge, Matthew chapter 6, uh, 30 days, uh, verses 19 to 34, seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And one of the things that we discover, all that really means is putting God first. That means that every earthly desire and fleshly desire I'm going to take all that and store that up so I can take my blessings to heaven. Because the things that you want and desire on the earth, uh, it can rust, moths can take it, or someone can come and steal it at the end of the day. But God wants you to put your trust in him. That means that uh, when you go to the doctor, you get bad news. Uh, don't be uh, distressed about it. Because guess what? Faith doesn't deny the facts. If you go to the doctor and they say, hey, you got cancer, you got cancer. But you go to the doctor, you say, you have diabetes, you have diabetes. But your faith is in God. In other words, that God is going to give you victory in that. In other words, that either he'll divinely heal you or he'll give you the ability to go through that process. And he'll give you the wisdom on how to take care of yourself better, that he will put you in the right path at the end of the day. So I just want to encourage you with that. But whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. Like I said, is God really merciful? God is merciful. Yes, he's, he, he's merciful, but that's the title of the message that I have for you. And what I'll be reading from the, the New King James Version tonight. I'll be reading uh, about, we're going, to talk, we're going to discuss Rahab in the book of Joshua, in other words. Uh, we're going to talk about somebody that the world would look at and try to judge her because of how she's living. But God sees her in her heart. And she has a love for God, and she has a love for God's people. Because guess what? In her city, she and her family 
are going to be the only ones that are going to be saved. When the walls of Jericho fall down, uh, she's going to be protected. And, you know, I just want to share that with you. You know, in other words, because you never know what God is going to meet you. And I got a, 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 a brief story about my life that I want to share with you. Like I told you with, the, with, with, with this show, I want to be real with you, and I want you to be real with me because I, I love you. You're not alone. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. There's, there's, that's all too. In other words, if you think the smallest thing, if someone said, well, you got to take that to God, you can take anything to God. Don't let no one tell you what you can't talk to God about. Because what that is, that's what you call someone. Uh, they might have a, a different level of faith than you. They might have the faith where they don't need that, as it talks about in 1 Corinthians 13, where they can move a mountain. But where you at is fine. And don't, and don't be worried about if you uh, should you take it to God. Take the smallest thing, the biggest thing. Take whatever's on your heart and mind to God because he cares for you. Now, uh, before we get into this uh, story about Rahab, I want to tell you about my life. I don't want to tell you about somebody else's life, you know. Before I talk about somebody else's life, let me give you something about me. I love God. He's all I got. And guess what? And I'm fine with that. In other words, uh, he's, he's what I need, in other words. And I hope he becomes so important in your life like he is to me that you can separate and say, hey, well, I got to love God above anything and everything. And, I, you know, and, you know, and what I, and that's, you have to get to that point where, God becomes ultimate in your world. He's ultimate in my life. You know, in other words, uh, I can't make it without him. But this is, before I get into the story, I'm going to tell you about a little, about my life. So we, we can, let's get started with this. But before I start talking about my life and going into that, let's, uh, let's just pray. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, I just thank you for the day, Father. I know that you're merciful. And I know that you're a good God. I know that you see us when we're in sin. And you still love on us whether we do right or do wrong uh, because that's who you are. It says you loved us yet while we were sinners. And, Father, I'm just going to point out to your people today that you are a loving God, you're a merciful God, and that you don't, you don't, you don't judge them because of where they're at because you know that the person can change. The person can become a whole new creation in you, Father. So anybody who feels like, man, I'm written off, man, my family don't love me. My friends don't believe me. Everybody think that I'm just uh, out here to think that I'm crazy. But no, let me tell you something. You're never too far for God to reach out to show you his love. I'm so excited to talk about this. But uh, I'm going to talk about me right now. And so I just want you to know you can never be too far from God. You can never be too far from God. And Father, I just pray for your people, Father, that you bless them, Father. That those who look to you, Father, that they find you, Father. I just ask you just to open doors and close doors in their lives that people who shouldn't be in their lives or open doors for people who should be in their lives, Father. Give them guidance. Give them wisdom. Let them have a hunger for your word, Father. I pray that every mankind has a hunger to know you by your word because once they begin to read your word, they'll see the, the love that you have for them from the beginning of Genesis all the way to Revelation, Father. And I just pray, Father, those who stand in need of jobs, those who worry about how they're going to feed their children, how they're going to keep their lights, gas on, how they're going to pay the car note, the mortgage, Father. I ask you, Father, to make a way for them, Father. I just plead for them in Jesus' name. Amen. But like I was saying, I was going to talk about me and just share with, share with you about my journey. Because guess what? In my journey, there's struggles in my journey. I had real struggles. Things, you know, in other words, 
And it took the power of God to, to love me and show me, in other words, and help me, in other words. And sometimes we'll stumble. The book of Proverbs says, adjustment falls seven times and rises back up again. And my point in my message, that you're not alone, that whatever's on your heart and mind, it's God's heart and mind, that you can overcome. Because guess what? Jesus overcame the world. So if people try to tell you you can't overcome or you can't rise above your circumstances, don't be discouraged. God is merciful. God is really merciful. God is love. In other words, I'm not saying that because I come to it in my own mind. I come to it because of the word. But also I come to it because of the testimony I'm about to share with you. I love you, and I just want to share it. Like I said, if you have any prayer requests, please send it in. Uh, look on uh, Transistor's page, and you can get my email address. You can, you can email me, in other words. And uh, I just want to pray for you, and I want to believe God for you. And I want to have a celebration when God does something great for you, that he turns your circumstances around, that he gives you what you need in due season. And so this is, this is my story. Well, if you, if, if, I, if you had never heard me in any of my podcast shows, uh, I do mention that I was in the United States Navy. I was a, a hall tech or a damage control man, firefighter. This is what I did in the Navy. And so, but I was stationed in Japan. And one night as a young man, full of sin, now I ain't going to make it sugarcoated, make it seem like it's what it is. It's what it was. I'm talking about I wasn't living for God this time. In other words, wasn't thinking about God at this time. But guess what? God was thinking about me. And, and that's the glory of God. In other words, I want you to know when you're not thinking about God, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And God wants me to see that he loved me. Uh, like I said, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a from Chicago. But God meets me in Japan, Yakuska, Japan. And I'm talking about, you know, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm stationed at this time in my life. Uh, but I'm getting ready to go downtown. Republic. I'm getting ready to go have a good time. I'm getting ready to go listen to some music, dance. Uh, you know, I tell them this is the reality. I, tell, I say, I want you to know me. I want you to say, hey, because uh, if you don't know me, then you'll think that I'm just shucking and jabbing you. And so guess what? So I, I get up. I leave the base. Juice. I get on the train. I go to Rapungi. I go to downtown Tokyo to... to, to uh, to, to look for, look for uh, people to have fun with, to do wild things. But God had a different plan for me that day. And boy, he had a different plan for me that day. He had an eye-opening day for me, and I just want to share this with you because there's somebody right now who don't believe that their circumstances can change. And if, and if you're in sin right now, don't think that God can't come knocking on your door where you're at. So be prepared for God because he can meet you anywhere because he met me in Japan. And so I get to where I want to get to. I'm thinking about where I'm going to go hang out and just party. But so I meet this young Japanese lady and she comes up to me and she starts talking to me. I'm like, oh, this is really working. This is working out fast. This happened really fast. But God had a different plan than the plan that I was on. God had a different plan than the plan that I was on. And the reason why I said that twice, because God had a plan for me, even when I didn't even know God, I wasn't even acknowledging God, wasn't seeking God, wasn't praying, wasn't doing anything. And this is what God did. He stepped in and rescued me because he's merciful. 
So you know, she talks to me, and she said, do you want to come and go with me? You want to hang out with me? I said, yeah, I want to go hang come in with you. And so we get back on the train, and now we're going to a different city. I don't know what city I'm going to. I understand, I, uh, you know, I only know very few words in the Japanese language. In other words, I'm just following a stranger. Don't know where I'm going, don't care where I'm going, just have my mind on sin. But greater the glory of God that he had his love on me and he had his eye on me. And so this is how the story ends up. We get off the train. We're walking through this city. No street lights is dark. Little kids run up to me and they rubbing my skin because they want to see if the if the color come off of me. In other words, they want to know. Hey, and, and you know, and they curiosity. And so we ended up walking. We walk up these stairs, and it was a church, a Christian church. A, a, this Japanese pastor come out and said, "Do you want to be baptized?" And you know, I was stunned because guess what? This is not what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for God to follow me from Chicago to Japan, but God had a purpose for me. He had a purpose in my life. And so he asked me, do I want to get baptized? And you know, uh, and I said, yes. And you know what happened? I got baptized. They gave me a car fare and took me back to the train. And I came back to the ship perplexed because God was letting me know that Danny, I love you. I'm a merciful God, and I'm going to protect you even when you don't know how to protect yourself. So I want to let you know whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. God loves you. There's nothing he won't do for you. He'll fight for you. He'll protect you. This is what my God did for me, and it's what the, my same God will do for you. And so I didn't know him, and, you know, and by me not knowing him, I didn't think that he, he thought about me like that, in other words. But he shared, showing me that he loved me because I was, I was going out the world backwards. But glory to God, today I can say, guess what? I love Jesus. I love Jesus more than anything, and God is merciful. And you know, uh, I wasn't going to go here, but I think the Holy Spirit is leading me here to talk about something else. And I want to just talk about how good God is. You know, I want you to send in your prayer request. I want you to take the 30-day challenge, read Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 34. I want you to see that if you put God first, you know, in other words, you know, you might be worried about a lot of things, you know. Uh, you might be worried that, you know, this or that. Don't, you know what I'm talking about? When you start seeking God, then you realize in his word that he can do anything and everything. In other words, so if God could find me in Japan, and set me on the course for my life, he sh so most definitely can do that for you, wherever you're at, in other words. And you know, I was gonna talk about Rahab, but I'm also gonna, I need to talk about Christ because Christ is the, is, 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 uh, is who he is. So we're gonna look at John chapter five because there's a guy just like me. He needed God to come in and rescue him. And so uh, I'm just going to go to Gospel of John chapter 5, and I'm just going to be very brief, but I want to talk about this guy because he's sitting somewhere, and he's waiting for something. He's been waiting on people to help him. And this is what happened to me. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to, this is John chapter 5, verse 1, 
Jesus went up to Jerusalem, and now there is, is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate and pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In, the, in this laid a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For the, an angel went down in a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water, and that whoever stepped in first after stirring the water was made well in whatever disease he had, he was healed. Now, check this out. I want to go to verse 5. Now, a certain man was there who had an infirmity for 38 years. When Jesus saw him laying there, he knew that he had already been in, in this condition for a very long time. He said to him, do you want to be made well? This, I'm talking about this is, this is Christ, in other words. This guy, you know, he's, just, he's been waiting for help. But, you know, there's no help for him. And then it goes on and says this in verse 7. The sick man asked him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But when I am coming, another steps down in before me. This is what is going on in this man's life. Everybody is beating him to the, to the water. In other words, it seems like he's getting so close, but then somebody else come along and snatch that healing that he had been desired. And it, it, this is what it said. God knew he had been in this condition for a very long time. I want to understand. I want you to understand this. From the foundation of the world, Jesus knew when he was going to come into the world. And Jesus knew that he was going to come and meet this man at the pool of Bethesda. This is, no, this is not something that he doesn't know. And just think, growing up, you know, Jesus knew these things was going to eventually happen. Some things was going to happen. So now he's at the point now where he's getting ready to fulfill, fulfill these things. But this guy's just been waiting. There's nobody. People seeing him laying there. They're just stepping over him. I'm telling myself, you see somebody and seeing, you know, if you can, minister to them, minister to them. Let them know that God loves them. Tell people that God is real. I'm telling but don't be afraid to share your testimony with them like I shared with you. I share that testimony because I want you to know that God met me in the least place that I ever thought. I would never thought God would meet me in Japan. I'm telling you what he did. And I got baptized in Japan, in other words, because this is where God met me at, in other words. And so let's go back. Let's go to verse 8. Jesus said to him, rise and take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well and took up his bed and walked. I'm going to show you uh, about how awesome this was. He was waiting on the, the stirring of the water. Jesus didn't give him no water. Jesus said, just get up. And see, but this is what I mean about how faith works. In other words, when in a series that I'm doing about Moses, like I said, we're taking a brief break, that, you know, when Moses dropped the rod and he grabbed it, in other words, those were commands to see if he would follow. But this man had been in such a long time, he didn't even think. He didn't even think what he said. He said, get up and walk. In other words, and it says immediately he got up and walked. And so I just wanted to just share that with you so that you'll know that he didn't know Jesus. And if you read, I want you to read John chapter 5. Uh, I want you to understand that, you know, there's probably because, you know, this, 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 this guy doesn't know who he is. And just like I didn't know that God loved me enough to meet me where I was at, you know. So I just want to share that with you. I want to encourage you. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. But now we're going to get back and we're going to go back to Joshua chapter 2. We're going to talk about Rahab. 
because this is a very unique and powerful story. I'm telling you, if you understand this, because of her words, she encourages a whole nation to believe in that God, and she's not even an Israelite. Did you hear what I said? She gives these two spies that come to spy out the land, she gives them a word, and they go back and take her words and encourage your whole nation to believe that God can do what he can do. I want you to understand. God works in the, in the possibility to make the possible possible. God works in the possibilities to make things possible. And so in other words, but understand this. She was created to give these two spies a word. You know, uh, you know I, I want to talk about life too, in other words, about this world. You know, uh, yesterday, you know, my son came to me and said, you know, I want you to pray for my friend. And I said, said, give him a call. And I said, what's going on? And his, his friend calls me uncle and I call him nephew. You know, I, I consider him to be uh, my nephew. You know, I consider him to be family. We, it's not about blood, but I found out that his cousin had gotten murdered. And so I, and what I did was because I want to share this thing about God is merciful and God is full of love and God will meet you where you're at. And so I called him up and I, I prayed with him and talked to him, let him know that I was going to, I wanted to be there for him. I told him, anytime you need me to call me, in other words, because I believe in this gospel. But the, the thing that made that special to me, my son came to me and said, would you call him? In other words, and if you know my son, my son is not, you know, he just doesn't come out like that. In other words, so I know it's affecting him. And the reason I know it's affecting him because in March, you know, he lost his big brother, you know, at, at 26. So in other words, so I know that this is bothering him, you know, and I just, you know, you know, just share with you about me. You know, in other words, I lost my mother four years ago. I lost my son. Uh, you know, uh, my, my best friend lost her mother, you know, in other words, uh, who was uh, so dear to me and so precious to me and done so much for me that uh, there's not enough words to say at the end of the day. And then my son, but also within this time frame, uh, in November, I lost uh, an aunt, my uncle's wife passed. I had a cousin who's the same age as me. She passed in December. So, you know, but I want to let you know that God is good. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And God will protect you in the midst of your situation and circumstances. He won't leave you, in other words. So, but I got a word for you because I want you to know that God is merciful. Even in all that that's going on in the world, God is merciful. God will be with you. He will strengthen you. And he will encourage you. He will be with you at the least moment of time that you can think about. I just want you to know that whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. Trust God because I'm going to give you a little bit more about Rahab so you can understand who Rahab is. Rahab is someone who is considered to be a heart. In other words, she, she has a place. In other words, this is what she does. But like I told you, God is merciful and God is not God doesn't condemn you because God sees where you can change. So in other words, God knows where she's really going to be at. She's going to be in the family of David and be a part of uh, Christ's family, in other words. And, and, and guess what? And she's not an Israelite because I want you to understand 
the whole thing about the Old Testament, it's not so much just about the children of Israel, the Israelites. It's also about the people they encounter. Like we are, one day we're going to talk about Naaman. He's the only person in the Bible that was healed with leprosy. And he was a Syrian. In other words, he was a warrior. We're going to talk about Jonah and Nivea. Understand this, Nivea was their, was their enemy, but God wanted to save them. Understand this, God loves his creation. Uh, I, have, I was told this, and I'm sharing this with you too. I was doing uh, a play with, with my pastor in the church, and it was called Heaven Gates Hell's Flame. And uh, the family that was, that was their ministry to go around showing who Christ was. And so the person who was running the, the, the husband, you know, he told me this, 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 this thing and it's fascinating. It's been stuck, stuck with me the whole time. He said that there's a belief that when the Egyptian was drowning, that the angels in heaven stood up to rejoice. And God said, be quiet. Don't you see my people are drowning? See, in other words, we see the Israelite getting victory over the enemy, but we also see that it's, it's, it's bothering God because his people are drowning. So in other words, God is merciful. I just want you to know that. I don't know who I'm meant to talk to about this, but I'm letting you know God is merciful. And so God is merciful. And you know what? That same, around that same time that we did that play, I had an opportunity to go into a business venture with my friend. We was going to open like a hot dog because hot dogs is a billion dollar industry. He's, he's telling about this. And I was going to get certification to be able to, to, to do this. We, we had been looking for property and stuff like that to do that. But I had to make a choice whether to do something for the kingdom of God or do something for me. So what I did, I dropped that and did this play. And the first night, like 30-some people gave themselves to the Lord. And then on the last day, I think maybe like another 30-some people gave it. It's like a three-day a three event. In other words, we did a little advertisement in the community, let the people know that this was going to happen. But I had to make a choice. Do I want that or do I say, in other words, keep me God's grace, all things better. Until you had to put God first. I want to tell you, if you put God first, you'll see the glory of God. You'll see people change. And then you know what, though? After that, I got home and I was saw my mother. And she told me this, uh, that my grandmother was just diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And, like, and after that, two months later, she had passed. But, you know, God is merciful in that, you know, because my grandmother, two years prior to that, before she even didn't even know she was going to pass, didn't know she was even going to have pancreatic cancer, uh, she told my uncle that she went down, that she had wanted me to, to do her funeral. And, you know, these are things that God does that you have no control over. I want you to know God loves you. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. Trust him. And like I said, Rahab is going to do something so... She's going to encourage these guys to go back and tell a nation what she thinks about their God. Understand that she's not, she doesn't need my, she's talking about a God that she doesn't have no relationship. But the awesome thing about that, I want you to understand this, when Rahab talks about God, 
she's going to talk to these spies about events that happened 40 years prior. So she's been holding on. And had, this is, that meant that she had to have someone around her who, and also who told her about God. Because the word that she's going to give them is going to excite them to be able to go into the promise. And, you know, and they're going to go into the promise. And they're going to the promise after what she has said because she's going to declare who God is. And she's not someone that you think would have this revelation. And like I said, this is 40 years. She's talking about stuff that happened 40 years ago. But she's saying because the stuff that God did 40 years ago is still relevant in her day as it is relevant in this day. If you understand that, whatever God did back then is still relevant today. He can... He got his name, and like he told Moses, he was going to get his name. His name now is known throughout the whole world because he proved who he was. And, and, and if you go in the book of Numbers, you'll find out that God was going to destroy everybody. He, wanted, he told Moses, I'm going to build you a new nation. But Moses said, God, if you do this, they, they go, people are going to say, you weren't able to do it. So what God did, he didn't. He listened to Moses. I'm talking about, I want you to understand the power of prayer. God will listen to you and you can get him to change his mind just on your communication with God. I think about the story of Hezekiah in the book of Isaiah. And you know, it's also you can see it in Kings and Chronicles. But he says to God that, you know, when the prophet come and tell him, get your house in order, you're going to die. He turns to the wall and start crying, telling God he didn't have a good life. And they said God gave him 15 more years because he spoke to God. Don't ever be ashamed to speak to God about where you're at. And don't ever think that God don't know where you're at. Enough of, enough of that. So let's look at, let's look at, let's, let's look at uh, Joshua chapter 2. This is where we're going to be at. And like I said, we're going to get back into this series about Moses. We're going to get back into, you know, like I told you, the first two episodes was started out great, now forgotten. Now we're dealing with destiny. And, and, and so, but today we're going to just talk about is God really merciful? Because sometimes some people don't believe God is really merciful. Even in the, even in the events that are horrific that happen to you in your life. You're not alone. I love you. Like I said, please send in your prayer request so I can pray with you and I can stand with God knowing that God would change your circumstance, that he would turn your world around. I love you. And so let's go. Now Joshua, the son of Nun, sent two men from Achaia Grove to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, especially Jericho. So they went and came to the house of a harlot named Rahab and lodged there. And it was told the king of Jericho saying, Behold, men have come here tonight from the children of Israel to search out the country. So the king of Jericho sent to Rahab saying, Bring out the men who have come to you, who have entered your house, for they have come and searched out all the country. Then the woman took this is what I'm saying. This is what I mean about faith. Because guess what? Now, she just ain't, she just ain't defying the police. She ain't just defying her parents. She's defying the king, the king of Jericho. In other words, you know, he has, the, he has the final word. In other words, 
but she had faith in the God that she had heard about. And she and she and she was and she, she was smart because she was thinking about her and her family. In other words, and it said they went to the heartless. You, you say, why would they go to the a heartless place? In other words, it wasn't. They they were going to for a place of safety. They figured this would be the last place they would. You know, where you would think that they would go. But the you know, but someone said, hey, they here. In other words, because that meant that guess what? It was a lot of people coming in at this house. Uh, you know, and I'm just sharing with you. In other words how this thing looked it, in other words. But guess what? She heard some about God, this guy who did some things 40 years ago. But also she knows that she got to do something. She, she's not afraid to, uh, to get killed. See, sometimes you, you got to be, you can't, you can't be afraid to die for the gospel. And that's why, you know, we got we to gotta start praying for the persecuted church because there's places where people can't, you know, Freely, you know, talk about God, in other words, and, and love on him and be able to share how they feel about God. Then the verse 4 said, Then the woman took two men and hid them. So she said, Yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they were. And it happened as the gate was being shut. When it was dark, the men went out. Where did the men went? I do not know. Pursue them quickly, for you may overtake them. But she had brought them up to the roof and hid them with the stalk of flax. She hid them. She protected them. First of all, she's from the city of Jericho. She knows that, you know, that they come in to take, they, they, they come to evict them, you know. I was telling y'all, you know, the whole thing about going to promises, it's a, it's, a, it's a big eviction, in other words, that God is getting ready to take his land and give it to his people. In other words, he's going to kick these people out who ain't been doing right. This is what God is, this is what God is doing. And let's go back. It says she hid them, but she had laid in order on the roof. Then the men, she hid them. And then these men pursued them by the road to the Jordan, to the forts. As soon as those who pursued them had gone out, they shut the gate. Now just think, now you two, Moses, I mean Joshua's in Sentiata, you know, and you, and you, and you out here spying, you out here, and you now you're getting caught up because God has given you you know, Moses giving Joshua, I don't mean, even say Moses, Joshua giving them assignment to go spy out the land. And but now they they're in a situation where now their lives in danger. It seems like things ain't gonna work out for these guys. But that's you know, that's far from it. Because they had to go to a house because they need to be encouraged. They need to know, because first of all, they hide and they're scared, you know, they don't know what's going on. And so she hid them. Now, this is what happened. Now, before they laid down, she came up to them on the roof and said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land, that the terror of you have fallen on us, and that all the inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the waters of the Red Sea for you, and when you came out of Egypt, and what you did to the two kings, the Amorites, who were on the other side of the Jordan, 
Chiang and Ah, whom you utterly destroyed. Soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted. Neither did there remain any more courage in anyone because of you. For the Lord your God, he is a God in heaven, above the earth and beneath. Now, therefore, I beg you, swear to me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness, that you also will show kindness to my father's house and give me a true token and spare my father, my mother, my brother, and my sisters, and all that they have, and deliver us out of our lives from death. So the man answered her, Our lives for yours. If none of you tell this business of ours, and it should be when the Lord has given us this land that we would deal kindly and truly with you. Then she let them down by a rope through the window, for her house was on the side of the wall. She dwelt in the wall, and she said to them, Get to the mountain, lest they pursue you and meet you. Hide there for three days until the pursuers have returned. Afterwards, you may go your way. I'm going to share this with you. Now, you see, she told them to stay there for three days. You think about this. Christ, you know, Christ spent, you know, Christ, Christ was on, you know, three days, in other words, and, you know, until he was risen, all these things. I want you to understand this. The power three, Trinity, talking about, you know, in other words, it's symbolic because this is, you know, Christ at work in the earth. So the man said to her, we would be blameless of this oath of yours, which you have made us to swear, unless when we come into the land, you bind this line of scarlet cord and the wonder through it, which let you let us down. Unless you bring your father and your mother and your brother and all your father's household to your own home, so it shall be that whoever goes outside the door of your house into the street, his blood should be on his own head, and we will be guiltless. And whoever is with you in the house, his blood should be on our head, if it's laying on him. And if you tell this business of ours, then we will be free from your oath, which you made us swear. Then she said, according to your word, so be it. Who does she sound like? She sounded like Mary. Then she went, Christ was born. You know what I'm talking about? You know, she, she found out she was going to, when the angel spoke to her, told her she was going to have a child. You know, in other words. So understand this. There's so much, there's so much in this, this story of Rahab, in other words, and how she had the conviction and faith to, to stand by him. And, and, and you stand up for God and, you know, and, and not be afraid of that. And, but she also was trying to save her family because she knew that what God was going to do was in that book. Just think, she's not even a believer, but she believes in the God that we should be believing in. So remember, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And he can do anything that he wants to. So the two men returned, descended from the mountain and crossed over, and they came to Joshua, the son of Nun, and told him all that had befallen them. And they said to Joshua, Truly, the Lord has delivered us all the land into our hands. For indeed, all the inhabitants of the country are faint-hearted because of us. So she encouraged them. But like I said, God saved her and her whole family. So God is merciful. So wherever you're at, don't ever think that God is not merciful. God is full of compassion and God doesn't, he's not judging you if you're doing drugs. He's not judging you if you're out there 
He wants you to turn your life around. He wants you to believe that he cares about you. And so I'm, I'm just telling you, anybody that's, you know, that needs God to, tonight, I'm just going to pray and ask God to bring you out of darkness and bring you into the light. And I, I want to hear that, you know, that you heard it, that God is merciful. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, I thank you, Father. I pray for all the people right now, Father, who need to come out, whether they're in prostitution, whether they're doing drugs, or whether they're selling drugs, or whatever that they're doing that is keeping them away from you, Father. I ask you right now to give them the ability to make this one decision to pursue you and walk away from that and know that you are God. Father, I just thank you, Father. I thank you for the show. I pray for the people that listen, Father. I pray that your word goes to the ends of the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, you know, it's time for me to go. I want to tell you I love you. Thanks for uh, listening to the show. But remember, God is merciful. And we're going to get back to the series of Moses. I want to tell you that I love you. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I want to say thank you for listening. And may God truly bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>